Hopefully you can hear me, Rob. <laughs> All right, I'm going to fade this out. Hey, Rob, can you hear me? We're having a little bit of technical difficulties here. Uh, Rob can't hear me. Um, I'm not sure if you guys can hear me. Can you guys hear me? If you can hear me, let me know. Because I can't hear Rob. Rob, are you there? <laughs> technical difficulties all around. Let me see something. Can you guys hear me? Hey, you, we can. They can hear me. We can't hear Rob. Rob, can you hear us? Hello. Wait. A okay. We. You, so it's something with. Uh, um. You have no audio. You have no audio, Rob. Should type that into the back panel. Okay, he is gone. Why we are doing that, uh, let's go ahead and talk about our sponsors. Our one sponsor we're going to talk about right now is this. This is Heavenly Products, natu Heavenly Natural Products. I hope you're protecting your health as you protect your Second Amendment. What you can do to help with your health is Heavenly Natural Products. This is their C60 Avocado Oil. This stuff is great. It gives me energy. It makes me more aware. And it gives me mental clarity to do all the stuff that I do. It is great. You can go to HeavenlyC60.com, use Crumpy, and you can get... 20% off your order, which is incredible. We are also brought to you by Tusk. Rob is a co-founder of Tusk, and he should be joining us shortly. Hopefully it will work. God, I can't hear anything. Okay, I can hear you now. Can you hear us? <laughs> I, I can hear you. Can you hear me? We can hear they, they, everyone can hear you, Rob. Hold on, <laughs> this is gonna be funny. I don't know. Everyone can hear you. Hold on, I'm just gonna type this out. Uh, uh, ah. Let's see if this works. Never mind. <laughs> uh, I don't know how to tell Rob. Are you? Are, is he in the chat room? Probably not. Uh, hold on. I will. I got an idea. I'm not getting any sound from you at all, but I can't hear you. That's the problem. I don't know what the problem is. Let's see. Let's see. How about like, Hmm. 
your computer speaker. Let's see here. Because I can hear my own microphone. Okay, I, I see that. I'm just like, uh, we're going to have to mime this or something. But I don't know why I'm not getting any sound from you. Um, which is awful. So part of the problem is I just literally moved this weekend and I had to like pull all my stuff out of, uh, I don't even have computer speakers plugged in. <laughs> That's the problem. Like literally I was pulling stuff out of a box uh, today. Uh, why am I not hearing anything? Let's see. Got rid of, no, let's see. This was figure this out let me go ahead i i'm not getting any audio coming from you i hear everything coming from me but but you're just not getting audio coming here uh let me see something here all right um hmm Let me try another browser. I, I just it, it says everything should be good, and it's just not not understanding what the deal is here. All right, weird. Okay, that is weird because I'm feeding into everyone else. Okay, while we are doing this, uh, let me just uh, point out I do have a Patreon, and my Patreon is Patreon.com/slash John Crump. Patreon.com/slash John Crump, where you can join. I'm pushing my Patreon really, really hard right now. I'm trying to get support everywhere I can. If you notice, I'm in a different studio. I moved my studio. I I, I don't know. Um, I moved my studio, so I, I'm missing one little thing here. That will be there. It's an American flag. It's just like this, but an American flag. I have my nice little constitution. I have my little old Western six uh string revolver there i have my peace times 38 watch on my bretta and then i have this my little my little ar courtesy of hank strange remember if you join my patreon and you donate at the five dollar level you will get a free patch which is awesome we are also pushing the gofundme again GoFundMe uh, is where you can help my niece. My niece has uh, DIPG, which is an aggressive form of brain cancer. It's not too good, but if you go to crumpy.com slash GFM. Let's see. I hear something. You're up. <laughs> now, <laughs> now we can't hear you. Of course. Hold on. Oh, wait. Well, I can hear you. You're very low. How about that? How about that? Yeah, I can adjust it from here. Uh, all right, you there? Yeah, I think I hear. All right, there he goes. I have no idea what was going on, but well, I'm uh, I really am sorry about that. So, like I was saying, like we just literally, I haven't even moved into my office yet. So I literally had to like pull out like a folding like lawn table to set up for today. So I really apologize. I haven't even had time to like do a test. So I'm sure it was on my end. I rebooted my interface and I think that's what the problem was. So I think it's just not, my whole computer was completely broken down and you know, moving sucks. So don't do it if you don't have to. Moving always sucks. 
but I mean, that's just the way it is. All right, Rob, we, we have you. You are one of the sponsors of the show. And the reason why I wanted to have you on the show, I'm wearing my test shirt, by the way. I like it. What do you like? To the, what do you think of the new studio? I'm missing a wall piece of wall art that's I haven't put up yet. But other than that, <laughs> it it's better than my my studio, which is like this room. So I miss my bunker. I had a nice little concrete wall for my uh, my backdrop before, but now it's uh, we're just getting all lame and you know suburban. But it's all good. So I'll have my studio probably back up and running this week. So it's just like a lot of stuff going on right now. And as you know, the the world's changing very quickly. Yeah, that's why I wanted to have you on. I actually have a uh, author uh, author of a book called the D the DNA of Democracy on Tomorrow, uh, and he talks about a lot of the stuff that's going on in the book. And the book came out like a while ago, which is crazy. Um, but yeah, it looks like uh, corporate censorship is in full swing. I pray to the gods of God. Uh, the, I pray to Saint John Wick here, Saint Wick here, that I don't get censored once again. But I probably will. Well, I think it's inevitable. And I've been beating this drum for three years about decentralized technologies uh, for communications and decentralized cryptocurrencies for payments that we need to get things rolling now because yeah. there is definitely, I, I don't know how to describe their ideology, but there's definitely technocrats have definitely thrown in bed with uh, the more communist socialist elements of the Democratic Party uh, to the point where they now are becoming major authoritarians. Now, it used to be, uh, you know, going back to the 60s, you know, the left was always about free speech, but now they are very anti-free speech. Not only do they are anti-free speech on their own platforms, they don't want anybody to speak out on any platform that has an ideology or a view of the world that's different than theirs. And I believe that this, uh, call it censorship, call it authoritarianism, is only going to increase. And we have a narrow window right now where we can start getting adoption of these different technologies and cryptocurrencies for payment systems out there. Otherwise, we're going to lose. We're going to lose big if we don't. Yeah, uh, we are definitely under the control of the technocracy. Uh, yeah, but which is, is crazy because I'm a tech guy. Like, I love technology. And and it, it's just frustrating to me because if you even look at the history of like Silicon Valley, it originally was kind of like libertarians and hippies and that cypher funk world, uh, which was all about, you know, trying to go and, you know, free people with technology, not enslave them. But as we've seen over the last couple of decades where Silicon Valley will bend a knee to the CCP to get into the Chinese markets, they will do anything to, they'll work with any type, you know, tyrannical regime around the world uh, and bend that knee. And apparently it's not because they just want to make money, but apparently they really believe in totalitarianism and authoritarianism uh, even here. Um, and, and so I, I don't know if you saw that thing on Twitter the other day with Twitter um, talking about uh, the Ugandan, the Ugandan election. Yeah, I saw that. That was and, crazy. And the hypocrisy about they're like, oh, we don't want to censor and influence elections. And I'm like, what? <laughs> you know, it, it's amazing to me. But, uh, you know, I, I am deeply concerned. Uh, not that I believe... Uh, in every you know conspiracy theory out there not that i believe in and everything that's out there but what i am most concerned about is the fact that these tech people are just apparently colluding with one another to deplatform um 
basically persona non grata out there and they do it almost instantaneously and simultaneously, which to me tells me that there's definitely collusion between these different technological platforms. I know, and, and I can say this simply, is that someone who's tried to reach out to some of these tech platforms for my own customer service related issues, you can't even get a, you can't even get like an email address. You can't even get a generic form to fill out. You can only fill out, especially on Facebook, a form related to your prod, your, your existing, your existing problem. And if you don't, there's no generic way to contact them. So if I've tried for months to try to solve a problem with Facebook and I'm unable to, because I can't get a hold of anybody yet. Uh, yeah. uh, let, me, let me guess, uh, where you can't list the tough network. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, but I had my, to change that specifically for the, my Facebook feed, I had to take out the web address yeah. so you know our own project tusk which our url is tusk.network we are verboten on instagram and we're verboten on facebook because of the gun issue i believe is what it comes down to and i can't even appeal it we've we've tried and and we say you know i want to talk to somebody about this i think there's an error here nope nope it violates community standards won't and you can't talk to anybody so explain this to me john if how can at the same time six different major corporations who don't have public uh, ways for public people to even come in contact with them how come these companies somehow have a direct line to coordinate the platforming of someone almost on the exact same day almost at the exact same time without some kind of existing pre-existing relationship no i, I know how have. i know how it works I, I worked behind the scenes how does it work Okay, basically, let's say Twitter says they're going to deplatform Trump. Well, th there is an internal board at Facebook where all the employees post to, and they start posting, hey, Twitter deplatformed Trump. We should deplatform Trump. And then, like, within an hour or so of that going up, it happens. Uh, it, it's so it's amazing like to me. A direct line, it's more of an indirect line. Where they where the and and I know for a fact Google and Twitter have the same type of boards where their employees say, "Hey, this company's doing this." So whether whether it's direct or indirect, and I'm not sure that's the case, but I do know they do have those boards. Yeah. But for that to go down the way it's going down certainly seems like there's collusion. And we already know that through other testimonies out there that they do price fix on advertising as well. <laughs> so um, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I, there, there I, probably I, is more collusion behind the scenes and it's just crazy. Uh, I'm just waiting for Elon Musk to get kicked off the uh, all the platforms because he's been, and I don't know if you follow him on Twitter and stuff, but he's yes, been like really, he's like, this is dangerous. Uh, then he wrote something like, "We ha you have to dif differ differentiate between what you think is hate speech and what is actually speech that you hate. Yeah. And, and you know what? That's the big problem. You know, and it's interesting because I'm an OG on Twitter. I've been on Twitter since almost their inception. Uh, I, I was, you know, one of the, I think I was on there within a few months of them launching. And it's interesting and sad where Twitter's gone over the last two years three years it's it's gone so far downhill and it used to be very much about free speech it really was and communication and trying to unite people but i don't know if it's the culture behind facebook and the culture behind twitter and these kind of self-absorbed leftist echo chambers that are running them now 
they're ruining these platforms. And, and I think, you know, no one thinks that a platform should tolerate, you know, kitty porn and straight up Nazis wanting to like, you know, call everybody bad names and things like that. I don't, I don't think anybody is advocating that that's what they should be doing. Right. I don't believe that. I don't believe that platforms should tolerate outright crime and people trying to sell illegal stuff on their platforms. I, I'm not saying that they should be doing those things. What I'm saying is they're just banning people now because they don't like what they're saying, not because it's illegal or even immoral. Um, they're deciding who's right, who's wrong, who is permissible, who is not, uh, and what's tolerant, uh, what's tolerable and what's not. And unfortunately, as the power they wield now uh, can do things like influence elections. And I think that that's really very scary, dangerous territory that we've ventured into now. Yeah, it really is. Uh, they are pushing everyone off. And they said, don't like our rules, go make your own platforms. People of getting people taken off at the hosting level, which is crazy. Yes. And, and and at this point, I think it's only going to increase. I don't think this is going to go down and, and all of a sudden clear itself up at this point. They've proven just through, you know, f uh, you know, hubris. They don't even try to hide it anymore. They're gleeful and joyful at being able to do things like censor a president that they don't like. And I think that that's the problem is that they're they're just drunk with their own power at this point they they definitely are they definitely are uh i i i'm not one for government regularly I mean, it's basically a monopoly of thought you have to have something to break up that monopoly well you know I, i'm a free market guy and what I see is I think the former or the about to be former president missed some incredible opportunities if he really hated Silicon Valley. And the, well, all he needed to do was basically become a partner or a big influencer on one of the blockchain-based platforms out there, say like Mines or even Hive or, or some of these. And if he would have if the president before he got his twitter account deleted if he would have just moved said tell his 80 million followers i'm going to this other platform come on over with me we're going to blow off twitter even if only 10 percent of those followers followed him and you know they would have it would have been the biggest competitor to twitter in the world well, and he here, here's the thing People are moving to Parler. People are moving to me. Are moving to MeWe. I moved over. I've been on those two platforms, Parler, since the beginning, and MeWe since about 2016. So about right. five years. Uh, I like Minds. People ask me, me why do you why do you prefer Minds? I'm like because it's blockchain. It's decentralized. You're not gonna sh you can't shut them down. You can't just say kick them off the servers because it's a decentralized platform. Um. Like library yeah. TV and bit shoot, you, you shut service because they're decentralized. 
Correct. So the problem with even Parler, and we, we obviously see their infrastructure wasn't super robust to begin with, but we saw with Parler, Parler is no different than Twitter. It's just, it's not blockchain based, it's centralized. And because of that centralization, it was easy to snap it and take it down. And, and I think that's part of the problem is that it's not only do you go to a different alternative platform, but you go to a platform that is less censorable or what we call in the blockchain and cryptocurrency world, censorship resistant. Meaning that it's, you know, they're operated in a decentralized format. So they're either hard or impossible to shut down if someone wants to try to deplatform you. And I think there, there are, even MeWe is centralized. And so- Yeah, uh, it is. And so, and 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 I've not been happy with me. We are pro. I was verified uh, on Parler. I didn't use it that much, but I like to get out there and see where the where the winds are blowing, and I want to see where the communities are going. Um, but I'm very disappointed in the security that you know Parler had, and that my verified you know, AML KYC data has now been you know hacked and sold on the dark web. So I'm very disappointed in that. Uh, but I, I think ultimately. Trump should have taken all his followers over to mines, as far as I'm concerned. And that probably could have created a huge, I mean, that would have done, in my opinion, that would do more to Twitter and some of this woke Silicon Valley nonsense and these these tyrants in Silicon Valley. That would have done more damage to them than trying to bring in the government, in my opinion. Because like, I just don't see the government. Here's the problem, Mike, right? You, you expect a Biden the leftist-leaning Biden administration to actually go after and try to shut down Silicon Valley, which is with as much sport, uh, support that Silicon Valley gives to them, it's not going to happen. It just isn't going to happen. No, it's definitely not going to happen. Uh, they're not exactly too friendly to anyone. Uh, uh, people want to know where they can buy Tuscat. Just go to Tuscat.network and you can pick whatever place you want to buy it at. Yeah, there, there, there's we're on five exchanges right now, and uh, Probit is the biggest exchange right now that seems to at least be the safest right now. The one exchange that we were on uh, not too long ago just uh, got hacked and got taken down. Altili, and and I really like the Altili guys, and they're they're definitely making it up to their community. But again, this is where a centralized crypto exchange is also centralized and are prone to be taken down. If someone wants to take you down, they will. And we just need to be careful um, about understanding, you know, what are the alternatives to the centralized uh, options that are out there, whether it be with exchanges or social media platforms. But I think, um, you know, I'm really pushing minds. I'm going to start really, you know, cross-posting to minds a little more and more diligently uh, than I was. I mean, I don't know if you're familiar with Mastodon too, which is another yeah. type of, it's like Discord. You know, Mastodon is also very heavy leftist run kind of scenario. Everybody's like, move to Mastodon. Mastodon has the ability to shut down servers too. Um, so this is, a, it's interesting right now. We're in interesting times. And I think that the, especially the 2A in conservative communities, need to get their head out of their ass and they need to start learning and, and learning some new things about the cryptocurrencies and blockchain technologies. And because if they don't, they're going to get run over. Yeah. They I'll are. Talk, we're, sorry. I'll talk. Hey, and he wants to do a video in me um, and articles to talk about, to try to uh, Rob just uh, dropped out there. But so you cut out for a second there. Um, you yeah, somehow he dropped. 
But okay, no, Hank Shrink might uh, do a series of videos and get as yeah about a blockchain and stuff like that. I'd love to all to get down. That's good. Um, live. Yeah. Unless you're ready to go. And I think it's going to happen sooner than. Unless you have something ready to go, you're going to be in serious trouble. Yeah, I, th I think that's where. And Tusk seems to have a lot over the past week. Yeah. Coincidence. We're, we're, we're definitely getting some more. Um, we're definitely getting some more. Uh, uh, activity coming in and i've gotten a lot of queries i uh you know it's interesting i spoke to a gun shop out of uh, south carolina yesterday and same deal they're concerned about being deplatformed they're concerned that you know because they're in a they're a lawful regulated gun store yet they're still paying seven percent in transaction fees for credit card processing um and i think that uh where we're going here is we have a target on our back um, and we need to look at the different technologies and how do we harden the entire stack, our entire internet and financial stacks. How do we harden them? So I, I, and I can, I'll talk to you off the air, about some of the people that I've talked to, but you know, not only are we look, we need to look at, you know, more decentralized hosting options, but domain names like unstoppable domains and getting backup crypto based domains out there for these sites, because it's obvious that they're not going to provide due process anymore. They're just going to shut you down. If they don't like you, if you're in the wrong, you have wrong think, uh, if you're in the wrong industry, you're just, you're gone. And so it's, you can't wait. You need to start building out your insurance policies now. Yeah, you definitely do right now. It's something that's, uh, you really need to build it, build it out. I, I, getting people to build it out is the issue. True. Um, uh, people, especially on our side, some are even they're afraid of technology. Well, technology is not afraid of them. Yeah, and I think exactly. it, it, look, technology like guns is a tool. They can be used for good and they can be used for bad. And here's the thing, if somebody's got better tools than you and they want to do bad things to you, you need to also learn how to use those tools to protect yourself. And, and, and so I think the analogies with guns, it works with technology. And if you're just not gonna, if you're in the gun world right now and you're not thinking this way about your payment stack, you're not thinking about your communication stack and how you're going to be, you know, thrown under a bus. If you're not concerned about that and you're not willing to prepare, well, you're going to you're going to lose. That's where we are at this point. You're going to lose. I mean, look at how the Silicon Valley is acting now and Trump isn't even out of office yet. Now look at and again, I I'm not here. I'm not here. I've never been the biggest Trump fan. You know that. I I've never, you know, I've never hit my 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 critiques and criticisms of his financial policies and his gun policies. I've not been a big fan of Trump for those reasons. That being said, the fact is these people can take a standing president down. That should tell you something. And they don't even care. They're not, they don't have any fear of doing that. And the new president hasn't even come in an office yet. And when he does, 
consider it open season on conservatives. Consider it open season on wrong-thinking Trump supporters. Think it as open season on gun, the gun world. And if you're a part of any of those communities, you need to protect yourself. And you need to figure it out. If you, you don't like technology, I'm sorry. This is the world we live in. You need to adapt. And people that won't adapt and people that fail to adapt are not going to succeed. Yeah, it's it's something that I've been trying to push out. Um, something I've been trying to push out for a while now. And I, I don't know. I, I just had a lot of pushback, especially with crypto. People are like, oh, well, crypto is not real. It's like, well, it's decentralized and we're not going to have a choice. What is the choice? <laughs> so, and, and, you know, okay, well, you keep going with your credit cards and, and you know, as your only, you know, keep, keep focus on just being a credit card process, you know, taking credit card payments and just focus on that only and let me know how that works out for you in a year. Yeah. Just uh, let me know how that works out. And I don't care if you don't like crypto, okay, or you, you're concerned it's, you know, fake money or what have you. But I don't know about you, but, you know, they just racked up in the last four years $10 trillion in new national debt. Do you think that's real money? You know, it, it's, it's to me, it's, it's, it's not about what I want anymore. It's not even about what you want anymore. It's about what is. And uh, frankly, uh, you know, the market cap for cryptocurrencies is, you know, popped over last week over a trillion dollars. This is not fake anymore. Okay. Trillion dollars of real value has been pushed into these markets and people are moving to it because they're liquid stores of value uh, that are not controlled by government. That's never happened before. Um, the rules about, you know, cryptocurrencies like Tusk and Bitcoin, the fact is the rules are all, all, they're all open source and publicly viewable and available. It's not like there's a black box or a secret room that's all smoky with green visor wearing guys plotting their monetary policy and how much money they're going to inflate uh, on, on your currency, right? This is stuff that's out in the open. We know what the rules are about Tusk. We know what the rules are about Bitcoin. And so these aren't secret black boxes. These, and, and to me, that's appealing not only to me, but to lots of people because it's fair because you know what you're dealing with. The government can change its mind at any time. I mean, they're talking right now, you know, as much as I think Trump is not a fiscal conservative with $10 trillion in new debt, I think the Biden administration will probably double or triple that. No, oh, You know, uh, let's just be honest. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, it, it is crazy. Uh, I've made a lot of money on crypto in the last uh, couple of weeks. Uh, yeah, me too. <laughs> so, um, and, and so the, the reality is, uh, that's the, the world is changing. And the fact is historically speaking, all government issued currencies, which we call fiat currencies, all of them always go to zero on a long enough time curve. They all go to, they all fail. And, and, and why is that? Right. And, and it usually comes down to, because politicians are typically inept and politicians are greedy. And, and there's a lot of power in spending money. And, and this is where people don't understand why politicians like to spend money. And, and, and I think this is an important part in, in understanding why we have so much debt that we have. Because when politicians spend other people's money, they're spending it in a political way to ingratiate themselves with other foreign leaders and corporations. Um, and so they're getting paid on the back end. And so what happens is the more money as a politician, if you're in charge of who gets some of that money and some of that spending, there's a lot of power in that. And that's where there's all this, you know, these moral hazards come in. And so the more debt government creates, it's the more power 
politicians have to get favors, to give favors and receive bribes. And over time, the politicians just can't help themselves. They just want to spend more and more and more and more and more. And they go crazy. And they get drunk with that power. And ultimately, they just print so much money that people lose confidence in the value of their currency and the value goes to zero. And that's when you get Venezuela and, you know, you know, Reichsmark, Germany and, and you know, uh, Zimbabwe and Argentina and all these other places where in, you know, more contemporary examples of money failing, it's just it's the same story every time. Governments just go crazy with spending because politicians get power from spending. And so and it doesn't cost them anything because the taxpayers are on the hook. It's that simple. That's that's how money works with government money. Well, cryptocurrency solves those problems. And that's the big difference. We've never had this happen before, where you have money that can be moved around the globe without having to, you know, go through a customs office, or you have don't have to declare it while you're traveling, or send it through a wire through a bank for thirty or forty dollars, and and it takes weeks sometimes for those to go through. And so that's the big difference now. Now you don't even need those bankers. You don't even need the politicians. And the politicians don't like that because there's power not only in inflating currencies, but there's power in preventing per people you don't like from transacting. And the current system, the government has a lot of power. So that's why cryptocurrencies takes away their power, takes away their ability to spend and get more power from it. Uh, and so this is a race that we're dealing with right now. But the fact is we've seen time and time again, and I've been talking about this for three years, the gun industry will be under attack as, as soon as this you know, administration changes. In fact, I was wrong. It's happening before the administration changes. And, and here we are. And now we're like, we're playing catch up. And I think that we need to get conservatives and the 2A communities, we need to get these people up to speed on these technologies, not only so they understand what's happening, but so they can defend against them. Yeah, it, it, it is true. It, it, 100% true and that's why Hank and I want to do what we want to do I've written several articles in the past um, I went and bought um, for example I went and bought uh, you probably know this I bought some um, I bought a suppressor online nice using uh, crypto awesome I'm about to buy some body armor I think uh, a backpack thing uh, I heard about crypto. that yeah <laughs> Yeah, I'm about to do that with with Tusk because I think we got to start using Tusk too. Yeah, I mean, here's the thing with like Bitcoin, and and like I am not anti Bitcoin at all. I like people to to understand. I love Bitcoin. I have a lot of investments in Bitcoin. My two biggest investments in crypto are Tusk and Bitcoin, and and I love Bitcoin. Bitcoin is the reason we're here. But Bitcoin is different than and than Tusk in, in a variety of ways. Uh, one, Bitcoin is a lot slower and it's very expensive to transact in uh, comparatively. So um, we built Tusk to be super fast, as fast as uh, you know credit cards so it could be you know built out of the box for retail the problem with bitcoin is that the price to do a transaction is never the same in bitcoin and the minimum it'll take to confirm a transaction on the bitcoin network is 10 minutes but it's a lot of times a lot longer depending how many transactions are trying to fight to go through at the same time yeah um the way we build tusk our, our confirmation times are usually less than three seconds 
and we have a consistent transaction fee pricing mechanism built in. So it's always going to cost the same amount to, it's a half a percent transaction fee for a sale. And then I think it's only 50 tests to move from a, just a normal wallet to wallet transaction, which is a lot cheaper than Bitcoin. I think the big problem with Bitcoin for money sakes is that people view it as a store of value like gold and it's just going up in value so quickly that people people want to hold on to it because they don't want to sell it because you know if if you let's just say you have a dollar right and you want to buy something for a dollar today but if you held that dollar it might be worth five dollars tomorrow or 25 dollars in two weeks you're not going to sell that dollar because you know in two weeks you'll have 25 dollars and that's what's happened with bitcoin because it's become so popular now with a lot of big corporations are moving in and a lot of banks are starting to invest in it that it's just become this incredible investment vehicle um and so it's not as good as a payment vehicle but it's really good as an investment vehicle but because it's so successful people don't want to sell or buy things with bitcoin and so that's made it not really good for transacting and on the payment side, whereas we built Tusk to be very affordable and consistent and fast. So it does work for the payment side, especially in a retail environment. Yeah, yeah, it, it definitely does. And I think that's a that's a good thing. That's what we need. Uh, the reason why people always ask me this, why does Bitcoin take 10 minutes? And uh, you probably could explain this better than I do. But uh, the blocks, uh, they're, they're processed. Uh, every 10 minutes and they're limited to uh, one mega megabyte in size and you really can't change the size of that without a hard fork which means basically it would become a different a cryptocurrency uh, I don't know how else to describe that but how would you put that in layman's terms for the people out there um, so that that's like a longer discussion on how blockchains work, but essentially, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm trying um, to give the too long, don't date and read version. And it's kind of so, hard to do it without. <laughs> so the way new bitcoins are mined, um, what happens is every 10 minutes, there's a certain number of bitcoins that are produced by all the miners. And so I'll, I'll let me back up. I don't want to, I want to make this really simple. Imagine a circle of computers talking to each other in a network. Just imagine a circle of computers. And for a, for a transaction to be confirmed and then added to the permanent record of the Bitcoin blockchain, it takes 10 minutes minimum for basically the information to go through all those different computer, computers and confirm that transaction. And it's, it, and it's a hardwired number. It's a minimum 10 minutes on Bitcoin. Um, whereas we have on Tusk, uh, we have a different interval setting. And then basically you could program it either way. You could program Bitcoin to confirm faster. Um, they chose not to for a variety of reasons. Um, but that's the way Bitcoin is set up. Their interval, their minimum transaction processing time is 10 minutes. Yeah. With Tusk, it's about two and a half seconds. So we have three second block times on, on the Tusk network. Yeah. Um, but we knew that when we built it, so, I mean, we built... Tusk, I mean, after the fact, I mean, you got to remember, Bitcoin's like 12 years old, you know, and it was the first one out there that was doing this. So we as Tusk and some later blockchains, um, we're a little more innovative. We had the experience of seeing what worked and what didn't in these older blockchains and more established blockchains. And we decided to correct some of those problems to make it easier to adopt for retailers. And we did that out of the box um, just because we knew that that was a barrier to adoption. Yeah, um, basically, 
uh, that's a that's a simple. It goes into a lot more where uh, you know hard forks and everything. If you want to change it and stuff like that, but I don't think we really need to get into all that. Well, no, I'm mean, hard forked is really simple. So there's one. There's different types of blockchains, and there's three different main types of blockchains. Bitcoin is called a proof of work blockchain, and in a proof of work blockchain, um, how decisions are made in software updates and changes is a, a certain uh, basically uh, consensus or basically a majority of the computers running the software. People put in a proposal and they can choose to run the new software or keep running the old software. And they call that a fork. And so when the, so when the community can't agree on something, they'll call it, they'll do these hard forks that are pretty contentious. And the biggest and most contentious one with Bitcoin was over basically what we we're talking about block size yeah. um and a block size just means that how many transactions can fit into one block when it goes around that that circular network of, of all the different computers talking to one another um and so there was one group that wanted to have bigger blocks and shorter block times so it'd be more useful for retail um the bigger part of the community didn't agree with that because they thought there was uh there was a lot of politics around it. And they thought there was it would a, lot be a, a lot of money around it too. Uh, it, it was exactly. side chain, you know, like doing like side chain stuff, and, exactly. and that's a so, whole different discussion there. Oh, uh, we can go deep. We can go, re we can go really deep on this. Yeah, stuff, I don't. So I don't want to go like that, but you know, Satoshi originally said he didn't want. Uh, he wanted it to be, have a hard fork. Uh, then all of a sudden, after being gone for years and years, he popped back out out of nowhere and said, "No, I want to keep it the way it is." <laughs> Kind supposedly, of so, yeah, supposedly, yeah, yeah, I, right? there's a lot of controversy whether it was really him or not. Yeah, and so I think ultimately, um, uh, that's where you know there's differences in our network. Um, if we want to do a change, we have a voting and election process in TUS. So if someone wants to put in a proposal, the community can just vote on it, <laughs> and so we don't have these like very the it's a lot less contentious if we want to make changes to our network. Um, because we're a delegated proof of stake blockchain versus a, a proof of work blockchain. Um, and so it's just, they're just different functionalities and, and they have different, you know, there's different pros and cons to all these different mechanisms. Um, and again, you know, cryptocurrencies are very new. Blockchains are very new. So it's like, we're, people are still figuring it out, you know, and, and how do you govern a decentralized project? Meaning if you, you know, you have a community running these projects, you know, when you need to change something, you know, how that goes down is there's people that are trying different, basically trying different things out. There's a lot of experimentation in this world right now and a lot of innovation happening. Um, but we know this, the what government's doing, they're not innovating. And we know that how government operates fiscal policy and currencies only ends one way. And it certainly seems like over the last couple of years, especially, um, they're hastening the pace of the demise of the US dollar. And a lot of people are saying out there right now, people that I really trust and respect their opinions, that there there will be a point when Bitcoin's market cap gets pretty close to what the uh, the market cap for gold, meaning market cap, meaning the value of all the gold in the world that's circulating. Um, I think right now it's about $12 trillion. Uh, Bitcoin's market caps around seven or eight hundred billion right now, but rapidly growing because there's a lot of money coming into Bitcoin, especially in the last six months. And there, there's a lot of people saying that when Bitcoin's market caps reaches in the multi trillions, which will probably be this year by the end of this year, end of 2021, that 
that could rapidly make the value of the dollar go away. So right now, the US dollar is the reserve currency of the world. And, and there's a lot of reasons why it's special compared to other crypto or other fiat currencies. And that's because you have so many different people around the world have large amounts of investments in the buying the US debt denominated in dollars. But part of that is because there's not a safer place or more stable in, you know, centralized currency to invest in for many countries, corporations, pension funds, you name it. When Bitcoin specifically gets into the multi-trillions market cap, it'll be big enough to absorb a lot of investment from now sovereign governments um, instead of them buying gold, which may be held in another country, which they don't have access to. Um, I would say that the dollar could lose its reserve currency status at some point. Now, maybe it's three years, maybe it's 10 years from now. I don't have a crystal ball. But when the US dollar loses its reserve currency or starts to slip away from the reserve currency and people start moving away from the dollar and they start investing in Bitcoin, because I think that's going to happen now, the dollar will rapidly plummet. And that could happen very, very, very quickly and no one's going to see it. But trust me, the only thing that could rival, you know, or challenge the, the dollar's hegemony uh, right now as the world's reserve currency is Bitcoin. And I think it's going to happen. And I think what you're seeing right now is you're seeing a lot of corporations investing billions of dollars into Bitcoin now across the board, and they're all FOMOing in right now. And I believe the stimulus that we're seeing from Trump and then coming, you know, from Biden what you're seeing is you're seeing all these big corporations being bailed out, but those corporations are going to start investing that stimulus money in Bitcoin. I think you're seeing a transition, and I think the big players are lining up to get out of the dollar. And I see the dollars in its last grasp or gasp right now. I think a few years from now, the dollar's toast. And if your entire wealth, your personal or business wealth is totally tied up in dollar-based assets, you're going to suffer when that happens. Yeah, uh, I think you might be right. Uh, it's going to be definitely interesting to see what exactly happens over the next few years. Um, but getting back to what we need to do as gun people, uh, we need to decentralize as much as possible. Gun companies uh, and big com but gun companies and big gun websites have to get on board now. Because when they get shut down from the credit card processors, I think it's going to happen like that. They're not going to give you a long notice. They're, They're not trying to help you. This is a thing. And you saw this with Parler. It wasn't that we just didn't want Twitter and Facebook. It wasn't that we just didn't want you on our platforms. That's not what they said. They said, we don't want you on our platforms. On top of, we don't want you to have your own either. Okay, this is punitive. And this is there's the difference. It's one thing if you don't want someone on your platform. Okay, I can I can kind of get behind that. They don't want you to build your own either. They don't want you to have a voice. And so when you're right, John, when they start cutting off the processing, the payment processing, if you already don't have an existing infrastructure in place like crypto, like Tusk or even Bitcoin, whatever it may be, if you don't have that infrastructure in place, you're done. You're done. And, and they're not going to give you notice. They're not going to be nice about it. And they're not doing it because they, they just think it's better and safer. They're doing it because they hate you. 
understand this. These people hate us. That's what we're dealing with. And they're showing it. This is about malice. This is about trying to hurt people they view as their ideological enemies. I didn't used to think that way. I, I'm not a Q guy. I'm not an Alex Jones guy. But it's clear to me now, based on what I'm seeing, this is not about just rifting their own and clearing up their own platforms. They're trying to deny people they don't like from having a voice and from having a way to buy things. And I think the payment thing, look, you're already seeing Shannon Watts trying to do it. Okay. We saw it with Operation Choke Point in 2012 to 2013 when they launched that. They're going to revive it. And right now, you're, the corporations will, you know, will follow in line if they get enough pressure from this new administration. And I bet you it's going to happen. Oh, I think it's definitely going to happen. Biden already says he he wants all uh, guns off the internet and all gun parts off the internet. So I I definitely see it happening. I see it happening sooner than what people think it's going to happen. Um, I think it's going to be one of the first things that they're going to push for, like Phoenix ammunition. Phoenix, I like Phoenix. A lot. And one of the things I like about Phoenix is that they accept cryptocurrency, just like Rick Silenium uh, accepts cryptocurrency for, for suppressors. We need to have more and more places that do it. And right now, there's in the gun world, there's not a lot of places that do it. I know, I know, like there's one shop out in Texas, but you have to contact them and it, it's a pain in the ass and they don't respond. Uh, then you have Rick Silenium that sells suppressors via cryptocurrency. Um, and you have uh, like Phoenix that sells ammunition via cryptocurrency. But other than those guys, there's not a lot of people. We need to have someone on board, like a Brownells or something like that. You know, here it's like anything else, right? I think with, you know, trying to read and trust me, I'm trying to get a hold of some of these guys. And I think part of the problem is you're dealing with large corporations and large corporations are risk adverse. And, and I think that's no one wants to be the first. Right. I mean, this is experimental. It's it's new and fangled and confusing and complicated. And nobody wants to be the first. And I think ultimately, um, you know, and that's frustrating to me, you know, someone who's been working on a project for this exact purpose. Like you and I have been talking for some time now, but it's like the reality is you and I have been talking about this concern for years. Yeah, a couple right? of this years. is not new. We've, yeah. And so the fact is we're now seeing it, okay? And now it's like, we gotta catch up. <laughs> so it's like, it's like, come on guys, we've been talking about this for some time. You know, it, well, we were not being chicken little, right? We're like saying, this is gonna happen. Yeah. Um, and it is. And, exactly. and now at this point, um, yeah, I think, I think yeah, we, I, I, I think we just made. I've been thinking about this for a long right. time. And when I first heard, first heard about Tusk, I'm like, oh, someone's doing something about it. People are gonna get on board. And, and then, you know, this is what we're going to do. We have plenty of time. We have a couple, I didn't say we have plenty of time, but we have a couple years before, uh, you know, there, that anything is probably going to happen because we had Trump in all of this. I was like, we had at least a couple years before anything. This is going to give us time and get people on board. And people didn't get on board. They just like, oh, you know, I don't know about this crypto stuff. And I've been yeah. pushing it hard. I know you've been pushing it extremely hard too. I, I think things are, I think, unfortunately, you know, it's like anything else. We're Americans, right? We're, we're all, we, we like to procrastinate. And I think ultimately people need to see bodies in the streets before they take things seriously sometimes. And I think, unfortunately, um, 
the biggest body right now on social media, at least was the president going down on his Twitter. So I think people are like, Holy crap. And then Twitter, you know, obviously parlor, but I think right now it's pretty obvious that I would not be surprised if you see probably in the next two or three months, massive pushback from Visa and MasterCard uh, against gun manufacturers and retailers. And so I think ultimately um, with Tusk, we're, we're going to have our payment gateways rolling out very soon. Uh, we're working on some big partnerships. We are talking with some major brands in the two-way space about accepting Tusk. But now it's like, oh, everybody's like, well, I got interest now. But it's like, well, we st- it's going to take a while. We st- there's still a lot to build um, to build this out. We built the rail. But we still got to build the on and off ramps. And that's that's a lot more complicated. Not only technologically, it's not that hard, but legally, it's very hard. Um, and so uh, we have to have other people build some of those on and off ramps. So getting those other people to build those on and off ramps is a little more complicated than if we could do it because we could do it. But legally, there's a big gray area um, as a decentralized cryptocurrency payment rail. Um, to build those little plugins and things could make us a money transmitter and make us easy to shut down by the Fed. So we got to be very clear. We got to be very careful about that piece of this um, because we don't want to, you know, you know, be in that position. Uh, we're trying to keep, you know, we're trying to build this backbone out, and that's the important thing: is this backbone and keeping that one as legal as possible because we've done everything legally um, and we're not any legal security under U.S. law. Um, but we need people to come on board and we need people to get excited about this because the more interest we have in, you know, people using Tusk, uh, the quicker we can make these other things happen. So we need, we need more people to express an interest in wanting to use it. And that will open up a lot of doors for us to make it easier for people to use it. Yeah. That's one of the reasons why I was so glad to have Tusk come on as a sponsor, not just because it's, you know, a sponsor, but it's something I truly believe in and I want to get the word out. And I know like Hank Strange, for example, you guys sponsor him and he, he did it for the same reason. And, uh, and we're glad to be working with you guys for the same reason. We like what you're doing. And, 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 and I think even in the two way space, you get a lot of people that are charlatans. I even see even with influencers, people that don't really care right? They're just influenced to be influencers. But I know uh, having lots of conversations with both you and Hank, you guys both really do care about the industry and it is important to you. Um, the guys at Phoenix, the, big, the guys at Arms List and some of these other guys, they they really do believe in what they're doing and they're here for the right reasons. Um, and I mean, I'm not a carpet bagger either. Um, you know, I was telling somebody the other day, like, well, why are you going to the gun industry? And I'm like, well, I've been a gun guy for a long time. Oh, really? And I'm like, yeah, I go, I ran for Congress in 2010 out of Colorado. And I go, you can go look at my vote smarts candidate surveys way before I was into crypto. And I've been very consistent about the second amendment and my support of the second amendment world for long, long time, decades. I've been a huge gun guy. And so when I could combine, um, I love a technology and crypto with trying to help the gun community. And that's why I got into this space. Um, I got real excited about it because it takes two things I'm very passionate about and, and pulls them together and ties them together. But to me, uh, I feel really, really strongly about trying to solve the problem. And the thing is, it's not about just decentralization. The fact is, you know, the gun industry, you know, they, there is credit card processing available for right now, but right now they're paying outrageous fees. You know, even if you can get credit card processing in the gun space, they're paying up to 7%. 
It's yeah. insane. Any other industry, you'd pay 2% or 3% at the most. Um, and then they're paying monthly maintenance fees and things like that. Whereas, you know, uh, the the payment rail transaction fees to run a transaction on Tesla is a half a percent transaction fee. Half up for 1%. And so that's it. I mean, it's it's so much more efficient. And the main reason for that, John, is that there's not all these middlemen all taking a little slice of that transaction fee and and really the only reason you know the banks are charging seven percent is because they say it's high risk when it's not and then they charge you know on down the line they're just made they're just gouging i mean it's all it is um and so toss makes sense on the money side of it not and just on the the economics of it um Plus, you get the added insurance benefit of being decentralized. So, if the banks decide to want to shut you down, I mean, I, and I wish I could sometimes, but um, I can't shut an account down on Tusk if I wanted to. There's no functionality to do that. You set up an account on Tusk, I can't shut it down. And one, I don't have any control over the network, anyways, like that. But I mean, there's no way for anybody else to shut an account down too, just because we don't like you. And, and sometimes there's some jerks that are out there and I wish I could shut them down, but I can't. And that's the big difference. It's come completely the opposite when you're dealing with credit cards or PayPal or Square or Stripe or Venmo or any of these, you know, different, you know, cash app type things. Um, they can shut you down in a heartbeat. No questions asked, no due process, and no one cares. Um, and whereas with, you know, Tusk and some other cryptocurrency projects out there, we don't have the ability to shut you down because we don't like your politics. And that's the big thing. And that's the tagline we like to use is payments, not politics. We're here to facilitate, you know, payments, lawful payments for an industry that needs help because they've been kicked to the curb by the finance, the, the regular banking industry. And so, but I think we're going to run into the same thing. There's lots of people that, you know, PayPal doesn't want your business if you're a gun dealer. If Shopify doesn't want your business if you're a gun dealer, well, guess what? We do. And, and so I think that's the big difference. But I think just like you're seeing with Parler, they're not going to be content with just not allowing you on their payment networks they're going to try to attack the new payment networks that try to pick up the slack. And so we expect to be under attack as Tusk as well um, going forward. And we're working right now to harden our, our own infrastructure even more so than it already is. Yeah, that that's a good thing. All right, man. Well, we've been on for about an hour. We started a little bit late because of uh, some technical difficulties. Sorry. Rob. It's all right, but I'm, I'm going to give out my plugs. And I'm going to give you the final word, as I always do. Visit heavenlyc60.com if you can hear about your health. Have you ever tried avocado oil? I cook with it. It's good. It's healthy. Well, this is like like concentrated avocado oil. I don't like avocados, but they have like huge health benefit to them. You don't like avocados? What's wrong with you? I just I don't love, like avocado. I love guacamole. I love guacamole. I, I don't, um, but but I I know that avocados are like they're considered like a superfood. We, we need to rethink the sponsorship. You don't like guacamole, yeah, but but <laughs> so like I know there's a lot of good benefits to avocado oil. So this I take this concentrate called a uh, this is made by uh, Heavenly Natural Products, HeavenlyC60.com. It's uh basically ninety nine point nine nine percent uh like uh pure um avocado oil it's vegan paleo and all that other good zero trans fats and you get all the benefits i in a concentrated avocado oil without having to basically 
eat an avocado or guacamole or any of that other stuff. So that's why I take Heavenly C60 You you get 20% off. Yeah, but avocados are really good for you. They have other products, but this is the products I pitch because this is the product I use and I don't pitch anything I don't use. And I actually do use this, so. Well, and you use Tusk, so it's all good. Yeah, and I use Tusk. Uh, that's our other sponsor, Tusk.network, but I think Rob is going to have something to say about that, so I'm going to Go ahead and skip that plug a little bit because I think you might have a, a, a plug for that. Check me out on Patreon, patreon.com slash John Crump. Uh, go to crumpy.com for all my links, all my social medias, and everything else. And Rob, you have the final word. Well, thanks for having me on uh, again, John. I really do like talking to you. Um, and folks, it's really simple. Uh, go to tusc.network. That's T-U-S-C.network, T-U-S-C.network. Um, you can just do Tusk Network. We're on all the socials on Twitter. We have a Discord and we have a Telegram group. And uh, definitely join those. If uh, I'm easy to find on the web, just type in my name, Rob McNeely. I got a big Twitter following and you can hit me up anywhere. I got my DMs open. If you have any questions about Tusk or anything else, um, uh, hit me up. I, I'm always about trying to help people out as much as I can. I'll give you as much time as I can. Um, I know this stuff is complicated, okay? But we're willing to walk you through the process. And no one else from any other crypto project is going to do that. We're going to try to help you figure it out, help you figure out how you can get it, how you can get started accepting it. Um, we got options. We are just finalizing our, you know, a beta program. Uh, we do have uh, some, um, actually, you know, some good helps, uh, helpful things for the people in our beta program. We do have a free. Uh, directory at tusk.network for people that are willing to accept it. We're going to do some free promotion for you guys. So we want to take care of the people that are accepting TUS so we help promote you as well. So go to tusk.network and uh, check it out. Yeah, and well, like I said, I, we, Tusk, I, I think I, it, Tusk is meant to be used, but if you want to hold it, I think with the new administration coming in and what they're probably going to do with credit cards, it might be a good investment. <laughs> I, I know I always, I don't ever hype investment, the the investment aspects of Tusk. Okay. Cause you know, there's, there's always gray areas around that legally with the SEC and stuff. Yeah, um, but I've I'm, never I'm, sold, I'm not, I'm not, I know. Uh, I, I've never sold, we've never sold, uh, we never sold uh, coins or, you know, or tokens ever. Like, uh, you know, so we originally gave Tusk away for free three years ago. So we were not illegal security under U.S. law. And so we, we wanted to just develop it organically through the community. Um, so I'm not here. I'm not pitching Tusk. To, I'm not telling you to go buy it because you're going to invest money. I want you to go, go buy, buy Tusk because it's going to help protect your ability to buy guns <laughs> so and body armor and fishing supplies and and whatever else uh and so i think ultimately that's my concern i want people to use tusk uh i want people to buy things with tusk and i want retailers to accept tusk and i think if we can start building that ecosystem and and making it so people don't have to get in and out of you know tusk back and forth into dollars and just people start building this tusk based economy um we can't be shut down because of our politics. And that's the beauty of this. That's the whole reason I'm doing this. I've been working for years for free, trying to build this out. And, and I really feel passionately about this, but this is an insurance policy for our industry. And 
If you guys don't want it, I mean, I can't help that, but we're building a tool that can help you. We're building an insurance tool. Um, so go to tusk.network, and if you have any questions, just reach out to me. I'm Rob McNeely. All right, and with that, I'll be back tomorrow with the author, uh, Richard Lyons. He wrote a book called The Democracy, uh, The DNA of Demography, and his book deals with a lot of different democracies around the world, how they went from tyranny to democracy and vice versa. And we're going to be talking about what's going on in the country right now with his historical aspect because he did went all the way from like Egypt all the way through modern day in his book the dna of democracy all right with that i'll see you tomorrow